0: I'm with Z, man, rip for me. I would be, I would be pretty down if that happened. Cause
1: mm-hmm.
0: he's the one that sold me on the idea. Mm-hmm. And he continues every time he gets up and talks about it, he continues to sell me on the idea. And that's not being a white knight, that's just his personality, yeah. his passion. It's like when somebody's super excited about it and it's something and it's something that I have interest in. And they do a great job of just kind of pitching their idea. I I don't know. I just, I feel like, you know, Mm. he's the heart of the, of the entire project. And if he goes, then, you know, you, you can't survive without the heart.
2: As the Pathfinders watched their friend leave, it seemed important to prepare for the next vigil. This would be the first they would share on Vera. Each member of the group had offered their time to watch over the encampment. As they gathered around the fire, they shared in their quests and adventures from the past. As the storytelling continued and the darkness fell, they all noticed other areas that seemed to house patches of the same amber aura they had just explored. One by one, they drifted away as the first Pathfinder began his watch. Welcome to Ashes Pathfinders, your dedicated and trusted Ashes of Creation podcast. Join us as we share in the journey that reignites the embers and rekindles the flames in the hearts of those long left descender. I'm your host, Phoenix, also known as Zimorg. I am joined today by our returning Pathfinders. Let's welcome back, Daedalus. Hello, everyone. And welcome back to the show after a bit of a hiatus. Half tilt.
3: Yo, it's great to be back. Hope everyone's doing well.
2: And welcome back, our favorite social slash murder slash cozy bunny, Faisal. <laughs>
1: Greetings.
2: Uh-huh. That was a really good. I think I'm going to use that one again. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Because, you know, I always like anytime I try not to preface, right, the introduction with anything like that, he says something later that makes me just wish that I had anyway. Because then anyway, I'd, I'd, <laughs> And uh, on the next point, friends. Uh, <laughs> hey,
1: hey, 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 my titles are just rat- like stockpiling up, like Murder Bunny, Scholar, uh tra- ma- Traveling Merchant. Like I'm taking all the titles. <laughs> like how he
2: throws in yeah. a prestigious one, like Scholar, well-known affiliate, master and commander of all that is glorious and bunny-like. Anyway, it's, it's great to have everybody here for the show. <laughs> Everybody here in chat, welcome in, (laughs) friends. (laughs) And, you know, before we uh, get dug in, obviously, we've got to, uh, you know, shout out the home of this podcast, which is asheshq.com, the community curated website for all things ashes of creation. And a shout out to all of the Imperial Flames. Those are the supporters here on Twitch, YouTube, Patreon, all the places that this podcast is posted. Thank you for keeping this flame bolstering greater week after week my friends if you haven't already gone over to itunes you can give us a five-star review leave a little blurb comment we'll read it on the show you can call into 1539-664-6801 and shoot some mail to us via the email at ashespathfindersgmail.com and the grunt will get it to us at some point in time um I also have to say I have tilt, man. You're part of the HQ team, dude. Yeah. Yeah, dude. It's freaking exciting, man. It's gonna be a good time. I appreciate I, it. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, <laughs> hell, hell yeah, dude. So you, E Groot, myself are currently the three on the team, right? And uh, you know if anyone's interested you create content around ashes as of creation you're dedicated you are consistent you want to bring you know well informed information and guides to the community then just hit me up over on discord uh some hashtag zero 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 one, or uh you know uh lordsomeorg at gmail.com either one works um friends we don't have a ton to talk about today but we do have some fun things um We do have some fun things. I see there's a hype train going. Thank you very much, everybody. You guys are amazing. Thanks for the support. Really glad to have people here when we're live. It's a lot of fun. Did you guys Mm -hmm. see the new merch stuff that uh, Steven's been? Yes, it
0: happened again to write it on Twitter. Nice. (laughs) I I still sold plate plushie needs to be in this office post haste.
2: (laughs) I know. I wonder if anybody here would like to see those. Does anybody here want to see those? I don't know. No, not used murder bunny. It's enough. And it's oh, Come it's on. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> everybody wants to see it. It's actually really surprising that they are already got some stuff and things. Look at this. It's, dude, they're clean. They're clean. You know, Steven leaked this. That's uh, not even a leak. He just was like teased. Everybody, right? Popped it on social media. Was like, hey, check out the stuff and things we're working on bringing to you in the fall, winter. That mug, though live and the, the laugh troll i don't know that, that i ever used tired. the handle i just grabbed
3: the ears
0: <laughs> he just grabbed my ears <laughs> be like this The little
3: that is, i
0: mean <laughs> as cool as it is it cannot fit anywhere in my cabinet because i would like pull another mug out by mistake and just it would just fall over and hit me in the face oh, but it's God. cool looking. Yeah. definitely i mean I, the plushies are amazing too i mean i love oh, what they chose to plushie um i know some people were like where's the stuff at but this is some pretty cool stuff i definitely will be looking for these
1: pretty soon when they're live the the mug kills me every time i just look at yeah. look at the mug like i just think of gobby <laughs> yeah and his I one do. sock <laughs>
2: and this one sock oh man <laughs> Very She'll
0: true. Yeah, Cheryl's
2: right. This is display only. <laughs> display only. I mean, I feel like you could grab him by the ears, pop your little pinkies up, you know, sip on it like <laughs> <laughs> sip on it like a Sir or something. Is that how sir sip? I don't know.
0: Oh uh, my goodness. Flare of the
2: dramatic, you know, a little a little gob tilt. We've actually got a raid boss on the the mini games on the stream that are actually there's Gabi on there. So I feel like a, it's an obligatory purchase. And also, I don't really understand in chat while we're trying to perpetuate this nonsense. Okay, you guys like, look, we've been on, we've been live for not even that long. Okay. And people are already going about the need a ninja loot mug. Well, what would that even look like? Right? Who would even be on it? Okay. You're gonna have to find somebody actually ninja loots. Okay. Don't look at me. Don't. I don't want it.
3: It'll do just be shaped don't like a sandal. You. Like you're drinking out of a sandal. <laughs>
2: speaking of a sandal dude did you guys see burke harness this is for you i see you in chat man you guys see this other this other like uh potential now i can't confirm if this is real i just saw it in my discord it could have been made up it could have been real i'm not really sure should i show it should i show it i think i should show it oh boy (laughs) (laughs) you're cringing a little bit Look, these are really cool, but there's one that perhaps could even be cooler. And uh, I can't confirm or deny if this is real. Uh, you know, sometimes people drop things in Discord that are legitimate. Sometimes they just go and they, you know, for example, they take Faisal's head, they put it on a buddy, right, uh, bunny. They they take, you know, they take my head, they put it on a glorious Crusader who's wielding life's justice. You know, they do something like that, which is glorious, by the way. And thank you for all of the those individuals who do that. You're amazing. Aside from that, though, sometimes. You just get stuff like this now is that real i don't know man i don't i'm not used to seeing white boxes around usually and also it looks like maybe part of the bottom that sandals photoshop so i don't know if that's actually going to be a cosmetic should it be though i don't know
0: it should yeah most definitely should it I be that.
2: should it be in their store to where you can buy like the the one sandal can you imagine a meme turning into like an actual merch item in their store it's just like this I don't know, sandal shrine or something. I can think of a couple of people who would actually probably get it, by the way. Not me, but
3: somebody. <coughs> armored... Every single other member of Virtue would have it.
2: Arm <laughs> armored cell. <coughs> what?
3: Yeah. I, I think it needs to be an in-game achievable item after you ninja loot a hundred times. I like this idea.
2: I would never do that.
3: <laughs>
2: oh my gosh. There's my there's my my lady Mel finally get to gets to be here today because she, you know crazy time zones and this is actually monday in new zealand so she's off today which means she gets to be here usually she's working right and she said what about being engaged to a ninja looter you're really just helping to perpetuate this love you know that right oh this doesn't help my position at all (laughs) Uh, oh this meme is brand defining at this point (laughs) (laughs) it's true friends We've got some announcements in terms of uh, before we get into like discussion points and everything for today. Got some people coming on the show. We're going to have a pretty we're going to have a pretty heavy cast for a while for the next at least several weeks. Next week, we have got a Casino who's been on the show before. We're bringing a couple OGs back who have been, have been on in ages. So we've got Casino who's planning to be here next Sunday, um, which is what, the 13th? we've got the following Sunday, we have Aloha who's been here. Um, she'll be on and that was she'll be here on the 20th. And then on the 27th, we have our planned event where we're going to have no other than Margaret Crone, the Community Marketing Lead, Oprah and Trevis Studios for Ashes of creation will be here to discuss some of her time on the project. Uh, she'll be talking about some of the elements around the content creator program. Um, so if you have questions about that, please join our Discord. Make sure you're there, discord.gg/simorg. forward um, slash That's where our community's at. There's an Ashes Pathfinder channel there. Drop your questions in now and keep it to the professional level, right? We're going to talk about her time with the studio, some of the hats she wears, you know, uh, you know, mm-hmm. around like the marketing elements and and promoting and things like that, as well as like some of the stuff she's done maybe with uh, cosmetic items in the store. Things like that are on the table. The the content creator program is the biggest thing, though, I think. I think there's a lot of uh, upcoming up and coming uh, potential ashes of creation content creators that are probably really curious about, like, maybe some of the things they're looking for. What are some of the things that could help you to potentially hit the markers? Because they don't really outline all of that. But I'm sure she's got some tips and some, you know, some suggestions on what you can do. And they already talked about recently about how they're uh, we talked about this last week about how they're bringing on someone to actually spearhead the front end of taking the applications for the content creator program and also somebody who's going to be in a position to help essentially like mold potential creators who maybe aren't there yet, but they definitely really seem like they might fit the. You know what it takes to be a brand ambassador, Um, and that's a big part of what they've talked about as well. So um, if you have questions, definitely drop those in there. I'm probably going to be putting them together over the course of next week, getting them to the team to make sure that they get approved, obviously, because um, we can't ask her things that, you know, aren't appropriate. They need to actually be within the realm of what she what she does for the studio and and keep it kind of relevant to that. Um, so, yeah, half till you weren't here last week. I wanted to pick your brain on something. What were your thoughts around a few things? One, you've been doing testing. The veil has been lifted. You can talk about some of that as well. That's one Two, Jeff has left thoughts three um yeah castle sieges man thoughts you want to share on any of that stuff here on the show since you haven't gotten to contribute in a bit
1: fresh blood All right.
3: <laughs> fresh experience yeah um so yeah i've been testing uh i picked up my alpha one pack within the hour it went on sale and so i've been in for at least an hour of every testing phase since then. Uh, the weekend test, I missed the vast majority of it. I only got to play a bit on the Friday, and honestly, I'm pretty impressed with where 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 they're at right now. I don't have much of a basis. I've watched some videos since the verbal NDA has been lifted, and knowing where the studios come from, where the project has come, especially in the last year or so, it seems to have made a lot of progress on the back end and performance wise. Definitely still a long ways to go, um, but we're seeing big steps there. For me, this is the biggest takeaway is just since we've been testing from the Alpha 1's release um, up until right now, there has been improvements on server performance side of things. I think there's still a long ways to go. Um, this past test, we got a little ambitious with what they were hoping to achieve. Uh, so it, we didn't get to play for as long as we were hoping for. Right. Um, but seeing that, the you know, the rubber banding, is really starting to go away seeing mm-hmm. some of that npc mm-hmm. lag going away you know we're starting to see some of the character abilities not getting hung up the way they used to be the, those things are still somewhat there but they're improving and they're improving on the weekly basis tells you that they're taking the data from our play testing and putting it to good use in a relatively quick time frame i was sitting there thinking the other day uh what was it after thursday's test that there's no way friday's test is going to go off at the right time cuz they if they they had mm. to work on a new build get it tested and get it deployed for us to then test it on the next phase there's no way that's happening in 12 hours and trying to get people to sleep as well like so i anticipated that and they've done very well they it's clear these guys are busting their asses right now mm. working hard working crazy hours to try and get these builds out there so that we can test them and they can collect their data. And Absolutely. this is only the early alpha. So that's huge. Um, I'll touch base on castle sieges first, because that's kind of follow suit with the testing. Yeah. I haven't got to play in it. No, Unfortunately no. I, I work at 4 PM cause I, I, yes, I'm on West coast Canada where I live, but I actually work on a New Zealand based team. <laughs> so I work four to midnight my time because that's what 11 to Seven or whatever New Zealand time Monday, so I start right after we're done the show, yeah, for Monday, right? Um, so unfortunately, I do get to, I, I miss those last couple hours of testing when the sieges and all those special things are happening. That being said, I absolutely watched the live stream this past week with the footage that you guys all participated in, and I was super jealous and envious about. Great job, by the way!
2: Thanks, man! Thanks, Richie, for the like
3: one. I. I I know. I know. Everybody kind of got ported over to a, a separate server from that, from the, everything else going on. So you didn't have, you know, a thousand or two thousand other testers playing on that server in the background. That being said, even for what was it fifty versus fifty, performed incredibly well. With Steven running that in four K on a ten eighty Ti, not and, and having the frame rate that he did? That's client performance. That's server performance. Yep. Both performing very well. Yep. And there's a lot of casting, a lot of uh, particle effects, a lot of damage and other calculations happening in the back end, a lot of big vehicles moving around the environment. And, you know, aside aside from the big takeaway of there needs to be improvement on your siege strategy, guys, come on, but... (laughs) um, God damn! Server-wise, it stood up amazingly well. (laughs) And I think that is a huge, huge basis uh, a f- setting a foundation for what to work on and what to continue to iterate on moving forward. Yeah, you d- you fired, don't roll man. trebuchets up. You don't roll trebuchets up to the border of the castle walls. You hang back the range of the ballistas in the defense. Okay. So it's true.
1: Burns. <laughs> burns to literally face.
3: <laughs> um, as far as Jeff leaving, yeah. That's that's really bittersweet. I'm really happy for him to have an opportunity to pursue a dream and a passion of his. And I am. I feel like Ashes isn't going to suffer. If anything, I feel like it's going to grow. My reasoning behind that is Jeff has been absolutely instrumental at getting Mm -hmm. the project to where it is now. Yeah, and he's leaving it in a very good place. He's helped position this to be set up for success, and. He's not leaving when the team needs him the most to get through this. He's leaving it now that they've got a lot of that baseline, a lot of that foundation set up. And now it's just a matter of tweaking it, making adjustments to get it to where they need it to be. So he's leaving at an okay time. That's not, shouldn't hurt the project in the long run. That being said, absolutely. We're going to miss his expertise. We're going to miss his viewpoints. We're going to miss Thomas the train, but he's, going on to pursue other things that now the flip side of that is, and why I think it's going to be healthy for the project is now you're going to get somebody else coming into this position, into this role, potentially even someone outside of the studio and outside perspective is an extremely valuable thing, in my opinion, to, a project like this or any any project any business mm-hmm. getting somebody who's coming in is going to ask the stupid questions because everybody already knows the answer to it but nobody maybe thought about it the way that this person's thinking about it now you get to see things from a different angle and it's not i don't want to say tainted because that's negative i mean it in a very positive way um not tainted or or, or thinking about it the way they always have and they've grown to think about it it's yeah. fresh different perspective. outsider looking in And that to me that's huge, and that just can only add value to the project. So I'm super happy for Jeff and I wish him all the best of success. I hope that he will somehow convince Steven one expansion down the road, perhaps, to bring Ashes into VR because that would be amazing and goodbye life. But let me (laughs) let let me become an empty nester first. And (laughs) then and yeah, that's 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 my piece. That's my piece.
2: That's too funny. Yeah, you know, I actually was like reading over some of the comments. and I actually got one because I did this video about, you know, him leaving, like plenty of other people did, you know, and mostly it's just the, I do these things to gather data. They're really influential in some of the talks we have here on the show. And I got one person who said bringing in devs and community managers is one thing replacing head of game design with the new head of game design with free reign over the whole game. I think put a flag on that part. Who will expect autonomy as they were brought brought in for the full the personal for their personal experience and capabilities is a whole different ball game no one can serve two masters steven will want a puppet for his vision there would be no room for the new person's autonomy and experience if that was the case not unless they had the exact same vision for the game and was uh, on the exact same page for the future has jeff screwed the increpid intrepid pooch by leaving yes he should have left after the game development was complete. Can you hate on Jeff for wanting to leave after being seduced by another project? No. So you kind of see where this is going. I find there's a lot about this that it just is a little, you know, while I appreciate people who contribute comments and things like that, it's just it, it feels extremely biased with a lot of presumptuous perspectives. like you're presuming that this element of autonomy or, you know, no personal like no room for growth or no room for, you know, uh, having a shared vision or whatever, it, it's just, it doesn't it doesn't work for me. And so I don't really understand why, like some people have had this perspective. Like, I appreciate that they share it and everything, but it just it doesn't make sense to me because. You know, to me, I see those those things being said, and it seems to me like people's worries about this somehow bringing doom to the game. Seep into their perspective of what this this decision means. Um, and they miss out on the other things like there's a lot of other elements that are at play when someone leaves a studio like it doesn't necessarily mean that someone that comes in has no autonomy it doesn't mean that someone who comes in have to ha- has to have the exact same vision. Uh, Steven and the team have actually stated many times that part of the reason that they prefer being in office together specifically is because it allows for that opportunity for ideas to flow where people have something a, a different idea in mind and then they share that and then that like you know, synergy between all the team members in the studio allows them to kind of grow and develop the game into an even better place. So when I see that, it just doesn't really it doesn't it doesn't align with. Really registering on what they've already shared in the past, like if if you believed it and you took that for like, you know, took it at face value for on good faith or whatever. Um, So, you know, I, I just think that there's like there are definitely some people out there who probably have maybe a misconception, I feel like on what it means when someone leaves the studio and they don't recognize this happens all the time. It happens with people before a game gets done happens after a game launches and to like, really say like, it would be better if it went this way. It's like, you don't, you can't know that. You don't know about all the things going on behind this, the scenes and what their goalposts are, what they've hit. And maybe some of the reasons that he was on board in the first place, were to specifically hit certain goalposts that he already hit. Maybe, you know, there have been other people who have actually like left the studio that were there for a while because they had a specific element they were there to work on and to come to completion with, and then they move on. So it's just, it's just food for thought. I think it's important to like balance, you know, what you're thinking, what you're maybe even feeling and some of your worries and concerns with also some of the other, you know, tangible, factual elements that exist in game development. And that's just... I'm saying that not to say, hey, you're wrong. Hey, you're not, you know, you're not A, B or C for, for thinking this way. I just think it's important to like, as much as we say, have a have like an objective perspective about other things. I think it's important to have it for this for the sort of thing as well. Um, and to do your research a little bit, because I think sometimes if you do some research over people leaving studios, you actually find that there are some very successful games where it actually wasn't a bad thing. It actually was either neutral or in some cases, it was actually even better for the game. And I think some of that is, is you do like have to talk about you bring in someone who has a different perspective and they have something different to share. And then because of that synergy that they have in studio and the different people brainstorming, you get a whole different set of like ideas that they wouldn't have existed without that person there. So, I mean, think, for example, perfect example, right? Think about Margaret, how she came on board in the beginning, her and, and toast and look at like how differently certain things are structured in regard to community engagement now, and it didn't happen right away, did it? No, in the beginning, people actually weren't really, there were some people that were, didn't like some of the changes that were happening. There were actually people that didn't like Margaret being in position or didn't really care for toast. I'm just saying that it's just a fact we've talked about on the show, but if you go to that point and you move forward six months, another six months, and then you get past that year marker and you look at the progress that actually existed, like, look at how consistent everything is. It's just like. The social media interaction, the forums <clears throat> like Instagram, you go to all the places ashes is and it's like clockwork, man. Consistency. And that was a huge thing that didn't exist before. She was in place. So it's food for thought, man. You just don't know. Sometimes at, at the beginning, you just anyway, rant over. There's my thought. I just had a lot to say about that. I felt like perspective is important and sometimes the time in the trenches can show you a little little bit different. Um, different snapshot Um, and
0: there's a lot of great comments in chat too i mean ultimately mm -hmm. like steven is the creative director right so he has the vision and a lead designer can definitely provide his stamp or her stamp um that's you know i don't think that that's gonna be an issue with a new person coming in but at the end of the day they are an executor versus a visionary right? At least that's the way I see the role. Now, how, you know, Intrepid actually handles that dynamic, I don't know for certain. But I, I agree with you, Sam. I mean, collaboration was a huge thing. Stephen really wants people in the office so they can collaborate. It's a collaborative environment, mm-hmm. I mean, as far as we can tell. Yeah. Um, but that is not to say that there isn't room for fresh perspectives, because you can be so dug into an idea that you don't see the forest for the trees and and i you know have to you've made a really good comment is sometimes you're just too close and you can't see the solution and it takes somebody with fresh eyes to tell you well did you try this or did you try that and it inevitably right with any game there's turnover within the team mm-hmm. right yeah. we've seen it And every time somebody senior leaves on any development team, there's like a public outcry of sorts that happens to say, oh, Mm. the game is going to fail because XYZ person left. And if games were so fragile that it hinged on maybe one or two people, Mm. the only person that I think, and there was comments in chat on the same, the only person that I think we would feel the loss of like in the long term to say, hey, the game is not going to be what it's set out to be is if yeah. steven left right and i don't see that happening Um, no. as dug in as he is but that would be to me okay if steven left okay that's he's kind of the ashes of creation guru and he's the brainchild of the whole project anyone else i think those folks while they will be missed you know, they they will also, you know, their roles will be filled by somebody new that will have different, you know, ideas on how to mm-hmm. execute on the vision, but they don't provide the vision. And I think C.D.U. Uh, said something very similar to that, um, and I wanted to call it out because it was a really good comment. Steven provides the vision, um, right. not the lead game designer. lead game designer looks at, you know, what needs to be done and says, Steven... We can do this, and here are
1: options to accomplish it.
2: You know, I mean, uh, everyone, go on. I, I,
1: agree. I agree with most of you guys, but I also look at the perspective of uh, how well he has done his job, in a sense. Now, I don't know any of this, and I do agree with Sim <laughs> that a lot of it we do not know. We do not know the inside works of how the company works. And we and uh, we will never know until some huge thing that happens or backlash. Now, um, back to the main points. Uh, it depends on how clean his work is. If his work is clean and a, a new person gets invited, I agree with most of what you guys said is going to be really um uh, he's going to roll in really easy with the company now but let's take a worst case scenario not not worst case scenario but a worse scenario where um jeff hasn't built um a frame or a picture for another person to look at it to see where the game state is at for example so I'm just talking in general, I'm not talking about Ash's location at the mm-hmm. moment, fair but enough. that could show a negative light of people can say, oh, now I think it might've taken a little bit of a turn. It doesn't mean that they can't come back, but an effect has, and they need to be wary. That's all I'm saying.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's a fair point. So. This actually reminds me of another conversation I had with um, some people in my community. Oh, I think it was like maybe hell early last week or May is the week before. I don't know, man. Time time is just like a I can't I can't, man. Day at a time is all I got. And if I go back in time, sometimes I get everything wrong. So but some of us were having a conversation and someone actually brought up. What if, you know, or or would we ever see Stephen?" Like selling the company. And I know I see Z in chat saying if Steven left, rip for me. And I think a lot of people probably would feel that way. But could you ever see Steven yeah. actually selling? Now, this is a this does not mean this is something we should actually worry about. It's just, it's just a point that was made here today. So I think it's worthwhile to kind of factor that in because we do talk about community feedback and thoughts. And that's something that I've heard some people say. It's like, you know. What if he did did sell the company or what if he, you know, stepped away and put someone else in charge? Like, I I wonder if at some point now I have my own thoughts on this, but I'm going to get to it later. I'm more curious what you all think, if there's a point where that would be okay in your mind, if that's something you could even ever see happening anyway. What do you what do you guys think about that?
1: Let, I mean, let me I, just put some barriers on it. Do Do you mean like a hundred percent sell, fifty percent? How, how 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 much are we talking?
2: You You cut I mean, that up into whatever you would or wouldn't be okay with, and we'll just go from there.
1: Sure. Yeah, let's go ahead. You want to add <laughs> something
0: first? Well, I would say. I mean, I agree with Faisal. It's like at what level, right? If he's still got some sort of creative control, I you know, I wouldn't necessarily have a problem with it, but I'm assuming in your ask, it's like a total clean break. I'm gonna retire, I'm done with ashes. That would be like truly, truly like, I just don't see that ever happening, first of all, because this is like his, his baby, his like dream. I don't see somebody giving up on the dream um, like, as a conscious choice, uh, you know, if you know, I mean, I guess if if things don't go the way he's hoping and we're hoping, maybe that's a possibility. But if things are successful and as we you know, in some level expect it to be, given how much they progress they've made, I don't see it ever happening. But if it did happen, I'm with Z man rip for me. i would be I would be pretty down if that happened because. Mm-hmm. He's the one that sold me on the idea mm-hmm. and he continues every time he gets up and talks about it he continues to sell me on the idea and that's not being a white knight that just his personality yeah. his passion it's like when somebody's super excited about it and it's something and it's something that i have interest in and they do a great job of just kind of pitching their idea i, I don't know i just i feel like you know he's the heart of the the entire project and if he goes then you know, you can't survive without the heart
1: yeah pretty much um okay i have i have multiple stages to talk about this okay let, let's say if he wanted to sell like 50 percent of the company i'll be okay as they just said and i assume like one of the reasons or at least two of the reasons one would be um he wanted to rapid expand throughout the world. Like the, he wants to make multiple servers, multiple um expansions, mama, get get it high and more employees on top of what he has. Um two would be it's going a little bit south and he needs some financial aid. Um however as I said, that fifty percent matters because he still has some control over the company, which which is a is a huge deal. Well, once he loses uh, like the full control of the company, that's where I think people is going to uh, uh, what's it called? Yeah, uh, he, he's like a lot of I think a lot of people are gonna bounce essentially. Once you lose that control, um, that that's why I said 100%. And that's that's where I think everybody stands is uh, they see Stephen rocking it uh, with his creative ideas. I mean that actually adds a third point to, to the 50%. Maybe he he starts losing ideas or not creating enough ideas to keep up with the community because uh, what's it called? Uh, This is what my uncle said, which is a very big architect uh, firm here in uh, Saudi Arabia. Um, Yes. He tells me that when when you're a CEO of a company, you have ideas to implement. At some point, at a certain stage, you're not going to have enough ideas. The only way to actually get more ideas, tools. uh, Stand back and like try to relax or calm down with with your mental or physical uh chores that you have to do. So that's that's an idea that that can happen essentially.
2: Wait, was this planned? Was this planned phasal? What just happened? What oh did we just see scholar bunny Faisal? just does that did that just happen?
0: Maybe. I think it did. <laughs>
2: holy shit son okay damn, man another another Relaxing hat to wear <laughs> hey i'm
1: telling you i'm just racking up titles <laughs>
3: <laughs> no oh, man i i don't i don't see steven ever selling the company he he really does not seem motivated by money from this project like to, a big cash yeah. out doesn't feel like his concern you know, he 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 would have taken this game in a way different uh, monetization model direction if that was the case. Yeah. There would probably be a box cost to enter. There might be more things in the in the shop other than cosmetics, and that it just doesn't seem to be his motivation. So I don't think he's ever going to sell. That being said, I can see him stepping down from the role of creative director and maybe just being kind of sitting in the backs background unless you know something goes way in a crazy direction uh, that he's not a fan of and this probably wouldn't be till a couple expansions down the road and, and there's a pathway laid out mm-hmm. I, it doesn't i I don't doubt for a second that that Steven has like four expansions worth of lore and ideas, at least frameworked out and jotted down and on napkin notes or whatever. And he, he's, he just seems like that's that guy that's got this huge world that he wants out there. And he's, he's had people like Jeff in the past and Margaret now to help keep that scope creep from getting crazy. So he just puts those on the back burner. Okay. I'll bring these out in, during expansion time, mm-hmm. you know, um, or even idea, other ideas for the IP in general, he might, um give those projects to other people that he trusts to run with but i don't i don't see him stepping uh selling the company Mm -hmm. money's not a motivator for him yeah
0: yeah honestly i think it's creative control so i don't ever see him like even if it you know he was taking a step back Mm -hmm. i you know firmly believe he would never give up creative control, and one of the things you said, Faisal, made me think of you know uh, something along those lines as well. Is yeah, as a CEO, you may kind of have your ideas might be finite, but a CEO in a lot of cases is only as good as the team he surrounds himself with, and mm-hmm. I think that's why Stephen is so meticulous about who he brings onto his team. Uh, And and I think having that fresh blood is going to keep the ideas flowing um, and take those things that he hasn't fully planned out and really give him a soundboard to be able to work out more and more um, things. But agreed, you know, that ideas are finite. That's why you have to bring in fresh blood and it's good. And as much as we talk about people leaving Intrepid, being a bad thing yeah it might be in the short term feel bad but in the long term it's good because you're getting
3: those fresh perspectives in uh, to the project 100 like yeah. and that that really ties in with the comment that sim read too and you know getting those fresh ideas in there getting those fresh yeah. people in there I, re- I remember reading a quote a long time ago from robert kiyosaki i think it was um if you're putting a team together if you're building a team you're a team leader and you're the smartest person on the team, you're an idiot. You, 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 he's the visionary. He's not the game developer. He's not the marketing specialist. He's not the programmer. He's the visionary. He, he has the dream. Everybody else that he brings on the team are experts in their own right, and he needs to have the trust in them to, pro- to provide the feedback to try and achieve his vision. And, and to put in the work, and that's the team that he's built. I feel like he is smart enough to take the feedback from those people and make small adjustments to the vision if necessary. Mm. And that's not giving up creative control by any stretch of the imagination. That is adapting to what is re- reality and what's achievable in a in a reasonable time frame for a reasonable cost. So I, I think yeah he, he's not going anywhere it's if he did i i i can't see it being until the game is many years down the road if anything it would be because i just want to be a player i don't want to know what's going to happen i want to be surprised in my own game yeah. surprise me <laughs> right
1: what's it god! like the only reason i would see steven would step down and put someone instead of him is basically he wants to play the game more <laughs> That's true. That's funny. <laughs> That's <the laughs> <only reason.
2: laughs> you know, it's a it's a good point. Like I could I could potentially see. Taking the company public one day, perhaps, and like having shares, you know, available to shareholders that you could like, you know, purchase through the market, obviously, and I would see that happening as if you wanted to like expand and, you know, make it even bigger. Right. To raise the capital like so it doesn't come out of your own pocket. I could potentially see maybe that. Um, and and then you know if that was the case, then I mean people, I mean obviously shareholders would have a stake in the company and all that, but like I could see that being a possibility, but that like ties more into like people that are passionate about it could own shares in it, right? Um, I totally would have shares in in Tribute Studios, a hundred percent, and which takes me back to the why, and the why is because all the way back in the day, man, like you remember. Ashes of creation as a franchise. This has been a discussion point that sometimes I think people like don't remember. And there's a lot of people that come in that are kind of new that don't even know about this. Um, And so we you know, we saw like ashes of creation apocalypse was BR horde mode castle sieges that were meant to be part of that. And you look at the tabletop game they talked about, right? You look at these things and you go, as a franchise, more than one product, but ashes of creation is the flagship. And that was what was mentioned previously, meaning the MMORPG is the flagship product. So think Blizzard for a minute. And this is just an example doesn't mean this is like what he's planning or what they're planning to do, but think about it for a moment and go. OK, so think about Blizzard. Think about all the products that are there. Right. Think about Heroes of the Storm. You think about Hearthstone. You think about, you know, uh, any of those games, right, that branch off. okay. and then take a look at Ashes of creation. Like, it's easy for me to conceptualize. When we think about tavern games, as an example, we're going to talk about taverns a little bit more, at least one point of it here in a little bit. But think about tavern games like dice games, card games, right? Uh, You know, things like that. I mean, I could so easily. And then I think about Gwent from like The Witcher, right? Think about Gwent. Yeah, that was a good game, man. That was a legit card game i mean you could go as your Geralt, and you're traveling around like go if you played the witcher 3 and you didn't do this you're totally missing out an entire game in a game they even launched it as its own standalone game Gwent, the card game that you could actually play and it's a thriving game it does well um now thoughts about how you do card games is and you monetize it's a whole different topic but the point is is that gwent is a great example hearthstone's a great example of this where you've got a flagship product Right. And you branch off and you bring another game. Now taverns provide an awesome opportunity. Imagine if a card game existed in ashes of creation and man, I would nerd so hard if it happened, I would absolutely love it. If that happened, I could see it being another game in the franchise easily aside from what Apoc could be. And aside from what a tabletop could be that you're talking about tabletop, right? You're talking about the standalone ashes of creation apocalypse, ashes of creation right and then you got like a a card game that's four games that's easily the franchise right there easily over over years and um i think tavern games are a really great example of how you could potentially see games branch out from the game itself as well as games within the game so but ashes as a franchise is something he's talked about for ages now and it's totally part of the game plan and i see people in chat talking about like what was ashes of creation originally it was a Pathfinder campaign homebrewed that Steven came up with that. They played for years that they brought over and started to create the MMORPG around. Now, Jeff did help a lot with the story for this. Like. So when I think about Jeff leaving, that's one thing that I am. I'm not really necessarily worried about because Sam does a ton of the story right now, like takes the story and they're kind of making it work in, in an MMORPG universe, essentially. Right. And so. I am curious without Jeff there um, how much of the story's development uh, will need to be taken on by someone else. Now, that's actually one thing I'm pretty curious about, Uh, and I would actually be interested in if I if if we have the opportunity to get Steven on at some point in time in the future. um, Hell, this could be a good question. I might have to jot down for their next live stream, but now that Jeff is gone. who's going to carry the weight of the story elements that he potentially was helping to to carry. Um, so that's one thing to think about. But when I think of it as a franchise, man, I agree with most of the people in chat. I just it would be. Really hard for me to imagine him stepping away, given the history as with the game already, giving it to someone else when he doesn't need to. And I don't think and this is my own uh, bit of a, a speculation and assumption here. I don't think he'd want to. I think he worked so hard to get this point already to where he he's essentially retired from what he did before to now. It's like, let's let me have fun. And imagine what Blizzard could have been had those guys in their garage back in the day working on those games, had the kind of funds to do it themselves and not and over time not have had to, you know not led into a path where they went to, you know, get activation, activation on board and stuff and go public and all that. Um, yeah, just some just some of my thoughts around it. all. I just it would be very hard for me to see it. Um, yeah, I don't think so. Anyway, I think there were some other points here, too, about. <sighs> him letting go of the creative director's role, I think would be difficult for me to see, too. <laughs> He had a hard time letting he he wore a lot of hats in the early days and he had a hard time like kind of letting some of that go too. Cause he just wanted to make sure it was all done right. It would be really tough to see him step away and not not want to make sure that he had his eyes on to go give it a quality approval check, because he does that with so much of it already. Anyway, man. Yeah. So we got the new merch coming, right? He dropped over the weekend, so we know that they've got that in the works. I'm actually a little surprised that they're actually doing that already. I That was the thing that shocked me about the merch was like. Already planning on releasing merch even before the games launched. I mean, I think it'll do well. I would have been happy with T-shirts, hoodies and all the stuff we had before, but I think this is some next level shit going on here.
3: This is starting to build an IP. This is starting to build like a franchise now. Exactly. It's, it's, it, I agree. It feels early for that to happen without having a tangible product. for, for Like uh, the game itself, I mean. Yeah. Uh, being available. It, but they look awesome. <laughs> they're cute and adorable. Everyone's going to want them. Yep. Exactly. You know, it's, man,
2: it, it's, it's kind of... Uh... I think that this is a good example of of why I don't really worry about the game, because <laughs> you see the stuff that they do already that you don't expect to really see yet until a game gets to a certain yeah. point in its development, uh, whether we're talking about how they're working on uh, rubber banding issues to a, how they're building their the IP already, the franchise. It's it's pretty, pretty interesting. You guys see this thing on Twitter. There was a post. This was the art that was posted. And the question was, and this is our question for all of you watching, listening and y'all here around the table. Death is inevitable in video games. Tell us about a time where a quest or dungeon had you playing deja vu. Now, I don't know if anybody caught that. Do y'all have any thoughts on this one? I
0: have a couple. Um, I was actually, it it made me think of very early, like, MMO history, like, EverQuest. I died so much in that game. I played a wizard. I'm not going to say I played a wizard well, hence all the dying. But I would have to say, like, I can't remember the name of the dungeon. I think it was Blackboro and all these gnolls. And I swear, everything that is holy... It was a kind of a it wasn't like an instance dungeon in the sense that you were there with your group like only mm-hmm. it was multiple people could be in there and i believe it was this dungeon um where people would just yell and chat train to zone and then wipe like anyone that was sitting like at the entrance I was like, I just remember that being like, you know, that my takeaway is never AFK near like any type of dungeon because somebody will legit pull the entire dungeon and then oh my
2: just God. drop
0: it into the. So there was that, and then there was Darkness Falls, which was in Dark Age of Camelot. I remember that, and that was once again like a group dungeon. Um, there wasn't as much death in that one from my r- remembrance, but there was still like a lot of you know uh different like areas people would mm-hmm. be fighting and uh yeah that that was kind of one that i had thought of as well so i don't know like if you guys remember that or have ever played those kind of those particular games but those were a couple that stood out for me Damn. one of those more classic gamers to go there instead of you know singing in another
2: you know what I saw in chat was somebody said a Nixia's lair in World of Warcraft, and I was like, oh man, so true, dude. So oh, true. Yeah. Also, fun fact, Darkness Falls is a movie, a horror movie about the Tooth Fairy. Don't watch it or watch it. It's your choice, but anyway, guys, go ahead.
0: <laughs> sold!
3: <laughs> I don't know which direction yet, but I'm sold.
2: Stay in the light, walk in the light. If you watch that movie, I'd love to hear what you think about that statement. Anyway, continue, I'm sorry. <laughs>
3: Um, I, I see, Gruntag, I see you here in chat. You're going to, you're going to remember this one. So a few weeks ago I was playing Valheim and I, somebody in my chat was like, Hey, why don't you go for a run over that mountain go see if there's something up there? I ha- I hadn't got the item yet. That helps you figure out where a silver vein is in the mount- in the snowy mountains, right? But you take damage when you're cold. So I run up the mountain, pop my frost resistance potion. So I'm not taking that extra damage. Mm-hmm. And I'm running around looking for stuff. They're like, "Oh yeah, you can find some cool things up here." I'm like, "I don't know. I, I don't see nothing." And then all of a sudden, I get a wolf coming to attack me. I'd never seen a wolf in this game before. <laughs> and I thought I had my shield equipped. I didn't. <laughs> so I went to block, and I just bracer block. The thing, the thing, basically two shot me, if I remember correctly. <laughs> I'm like, "Fuck." Okay. So in that game, when you die, you get a like a, a tombstone where you died, and that's where everything that you were wearing exists. You lose. Some skill points, a a percentage of skill points. So I I respawned back all the way at my base, did this huge long run naked to get back there, ran up because I was right near the base of the mountain, grabbed my stuff, quickly re-equipped it, killed the wolf this time because I was prepared for it, knew where it was. And then I ran further up the mountain. It turned into night. And then I see a giant black werewolf. Like, oh, great, okay. So I snipe off one of his wolf that I saw roaming with him saw another one wolf with him and then so they both came charging at me i didn't see the third little wolf with them so the three of them came again to gang up on me so i i turned it i started hightailing i ran all the way down the mountain halfway through the plains the fucking things wouldn't leave me alone killed me down out in the field somewhere another corpse run that happened i think another time <laughs> as well right after that and then I continued trying to go up the mountain. For, I can't remember why. I think to recover my gear from the original one because I started wearing the old gear that we had kept storage in our in our house. And I kept going back up there. I kept getting killed and losing all the gear until damn. we were completely out of gear in, in our whole establishment. There was nothing left, even the leather stuff.
1: Oh, <laughs> was gone.
3: There was a of corpses. So that, that, I don't know. I died a good 20 times that stream to those damn wolves. The next time, the next stream... Gruntag and Bartik logged in with their high-level characters, escorted me up the mountain so I could get all my stuff oh, back man, and dude.
1: carry it on. But on. Oh, dude. <laughs> man.
2: That's suffering right there, dude.
1: Speaking of losing stuff, I was playing some Nautica recently. And, and uh, I, I was in, in, in one of the exoskeleton suits. And one of the Leviathan came to me and clipped me through the wall of the game. So I just sunk down the world at five thousand meters. That there's no way in hell you're ever gonna come up back oh, up. So oh it's just man. despair and death all the way down.
2: God, dude. I actually had a point in time, it was a long time ago. It was like it was back in the day when I was er, like a, a new, and I was a I was a I was a new blood, right? Like and uh I remember running. I got killed and I didn't have to do a course But I kept like I kept like it was like an objective on the map. It was like some little boss or something. And it was like way back in the early days of World of Warcraft. And It was like, you've got to go kill this troll or whatever it was. Right. And I'd like run back to get him and and it was like part of my quest. Right. And so. And i didn't you know i was it was one of those those points in time where like i didn't play an mmo before world of warcraft right so when i went and actually played like i just was like oh you get a quest They give you gear this is clearly what i'm supposed to be wearing right um no you don't maybe you shouldn't be wearing like the cloth armor or something right so i didn't have any mitigation and the way you're built is you you're supposed to do more damage based on your stats if you need those stats for these abilities and i didn't have those stats for these fucking abilities so i'm going down this troll and i'm just literally getting like face on the ground like chopped down like butter dude like a hot blade dude but like butter dude and i get face planted and i got triggered so bad dude i was like you know and i didn't even understand what was going on so i had to keep running back and i ran back like I, <laughs> oh man i ran back like five times trying to kill this dude right also didn't understand durability, like item durability and stuff like that at the time. So this is like super scrub Sim ran back, ran back, ran back. And then I was like, why am I dying easier? Why am I dying faster? Because my armor is broken, right? I didn't even know that. And so like, I'm just getting chopped down and I essentially like <laughs> one of the times in my life, I plug, pulled rage quit. That, g- that game in the early days.
0: So it's like hogger, man. I just, <laughs> it yeah, was I remember- like that, dude oh my god yeah that yeah It was like some big
2: ass troll dude big dude big big ogre or troll or whatever he had a big ass club and he just was like pop and i'm like oh
0: shit oh yeah that that, that's some hogger right there that's (laughs) classic hogger baby yeah i I remember like one of like the first like real times in a like a video game i was legit like scared for my life and my character's life it reminded me of that when half tilt was telling his story mm-hmm. when i had to make a run through duskwood oh. like, as a really low level to like yeah. meet some friends mm-hmm. and it just got super dark and i was seeing all these like wolves like <laughs> crossing the road and stuff oh man i crapped myself <laughs> like a few times and i would be like running and I was a paladin, so it's like, oh, no, I didn't have good gear either. So yeah. it's like, I couldn't do much damage. My heels were okay, right? But yeah, it was, uh, it was fun. It was fun. Like yeah. in retrospect, it was definitely fun.
2: It's like, oh, wait, do I need strength or intellect or spirit? Am I trying to like, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? It's like, my heels just don't seem to be cutting it. My flashlight ain't working. Like, you know what I mean? It, it, my... It ain't happening man because you just you got your stats mixed all up and you don't know what the hell you tore up from the floor up Son, but you don't even know cuz you're a noob. You're brand new You don't know what's going on, dude. And you know what every time Every time in a video game now Where I get cut down and I'm like, oh shit, what just happened? I got to run back in some game You know what I automatically think of right? You know, there's a part of your soul that's attached to that fucking troll that cut your ass down the five times you ran back and part of it still remains there and you're still like and there's a moment where you're like oh shit ain't nothing like getting cut down when you actually do know your stuff to remind you Mm. to be a little humble because you you once got cut down too i'm just saying
0: i'll tell you one thing i hit 60 and every time i pass (laughs) kill it I would go and kill it. Somebody would be running from it, I'd just go, blah!
2: Drop a quick judgment on that ass. Be like, right, from a distance. Be like, I don't even got to run right. up to you. I could kill you from over here now, okay? I got judgment, son. Okay. Yeah,
3: i pretty sure. I judge you as exactly. bad
2: and dead on the ground.
3: Hogger, take that. That lifelong vendetta is real. <laughs> it really is, yeah, dude. exactly.
0: Exactly. And you just wait for him to respawn so you can do it again just to like reinforce <laughs> the point. You
3: know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, you'll remember me. You'll remember me. <laughs> like... Needless to say, I kill every damn wolf in Valheim that I see. People say I can breed them. That's never going to happen.
2: You're like, I don't care. That's like me with raptors and Ark, dude. You know how many times I got pounced on by those damn things and just tore up? Okay? There's clips on Twitch. Don't go look at them, please. I haven't deleted them yet. But they're there. And you know what i hate them like i hate the damn piranhas in that game and you know what happens anytime i see them on site i snipe them on site because i'm not a noob anymore because i'm a big arc man now and i can like go run around and get my sniper rifle quick and one tap them and be like look at you floating dead in the water now in game (laughs) piranha (laughs) oh man good times dude nostalgic but also you're just a little bit like you, you deserve this because of my own history here anyway i have a couple other points i want to hit on for you guys today right there was actually a few actually uh there was one uh that actually came up and i remember reading where did i read this anyway someone was basically saying is it pay to win um and the, oh we had this discussion on stream actually i'm super curious what you guys think on this there's a few layers to this so there's like um you know like maybe a, a, a node's getting sieged and people like oh i'm gonna have a second account so i can have more characters and they can split my goods up and we talked about why this wouldn't really work but having multiple characters and over a couple counts it's like it's not pay to win in my book if you have extra accounts right that's just having multiple accounts right And then they kind of brought us to the point of well you've got people in games who do power leveling you've got people in game that sell gold that boost you that take you to a raid and carry you through you know uh reasons why or why this is not pay to win to you guys for i have a very specific uh definition for why but please
0: um i mean i would say like yeah, I would probably err on the side of that being like a, a pay-to-win to a point, because obviously if you get your account like boosted or your character power leveled, you're still not gonna necessarily have mm-hmm. the skill when you hit that max level. And the you know, I'm in the frame of mind that you know, level and or item level gear score whatever you call it in a particular game. Does not equal skill or, you know or impact the game in some way. Mm. Um, if, you know, if you're not able to kind of handle that, however, right? It's like gold selling, and if where like if economy was like kind of a big deal, which in this game it's a big deal, I would see how that could potentially be pay to win as well. So, it's my my short answer is yes. I, I think these have the potential to be pay to win. Interesting. What
2: do
3: you guys have thoughts? I'm, I'm gonna disagree. I don't think it is pay to win. Um, my, my providing that the if you're buying boosts, if you're getting power leveled, if you're compensating the person doing that for you in the game with stuff that you have to earn in the game, like if I have to go and earn a thousand gold that I'm then gonna get. 10 power boost runs for, for a hundred gold each, I had to go and earn that thousand gold. That's not, that, that's me playing the game and earning it. And if that's, if, if it becomes that that is more efficient for me to go out and farm a thousand gold in X amount of time versus trying to level for Y amount of time. And, and then I just get spend that gold on someone to boost me. And that's less time invested on my end, or maybe they can boost me while I'm doing while I'm working or, or doing something else, to me, that becomes down to a, game, a flaw in game design um, or they're or they're allowing you to do it. Now, if you're getting that gold from somebody who is uh, like, like through a third party website who is selling the gold to you that then, yes, that becomes pay to win um, and, th- and that points to other areas of the game. But if you're doing it with things that you have earned yourself by playing the game and you're simply trading them for someone else's time to carry you through something else in the game that they have spent the time to gear themselves up enough to be able to do that, not pay to win, in my opinion. Multiple accounts. Honestly, my opinion doesn't matter because you can't stop it. Yeah. You can't stop somebody from having multiple accounts and using that to their advantage in one way or another, whether it's to store extra items, um, and and then log out and just leave them there in a safe place in your freehold or something so that they never those items never get taken. If somebody's going to pay the extra money every month to give themselves that insurance in the game, then w- w- there's nothing we can do to stop that. And it, it kind of sucks, yes, for everyone else that's not doing that or not able to do that, but it is it, it's try-hard, yes, exactly. Sir. It's super try-hard, It's yeah, super sweaty, and, and But it is what it is. People are going to do it. And you can either choose to let that occupy your mind and and, uh, positivity towards the game, or you you can accept it for what it is and carry on and enjoy your gameplay.
2: And it's a lot of work to do that, too. Just think about having multiple characters as a player in general and what it takes to actually make each character viable and then i think also to think about this other perspective specifically on having multiple accounts think about the fact that like ashes isn't a game where you just go level your character super fast you know what i mean to get potentially get them to the place where they can even navigate from point a to B fast enough you know what i mean efficiently enough not getting cut down by monsters that are super high level or whatever else might be going on there's like a lot of layers man this isn't like one of those games where you're like I'm level one to like 50 in like a day or two, like nah, you're gonna put a lot of work in and in the manage those characters. And then to travel with those characters as well. Like, yeah, it's a lot of work to tune hop and do all that. You know, you got your character load times, travel times, how much time do you even have on the, you know, for how long that declaration is going on before it actually goes down too, and get caught in the middle of trying to do all that. Um, But yeah, I don't know, man, Faisal, I don't know if you had any thoughts or anything around that.
1: I mean, I'm just thinking of scenarios in my mind, but like one well, one scenario is basically when it comes to account boosting, you guys make me feel that I have to play the game in order for the account for the account to get boosted. You are right, but there are people who pay money for other people to play for them True. to boost that account. <laughs> which is uh, it happens in every video game, mostly
2: <laughs> by the way, caution uh, they're they they do not want you doing account sharing, so
1: yeah, definitely, definitely, yeah, um but uh, but who who's gonna know yeah <laughs> it it's very hard to spot unless yeah. if they track it with i p that's a different state. but uh what's it called is it a good thing no, it's bad essentially, um if they buy multiple accounts, they bought multiple accounts sure um that that's basically paying i mean double the price, as you guys said uh or triple or quadruple, depending on how many times he wants to buy accounts. account <laughs> um, I mean so the only happens. reason the only the only reason I see other people buying the second accounts is basically uh, in MMORPGs, usually there's like a waiting time for raids or raid finders or um, dungeon finders or uh, stuff like that. And they usually try to mitigate mitigating it by doing something else. The biggest example that you have is RuneScape.
2: Oh, yeah, <laughs> You can
1: literally put him on, on the side while do it like having a main game <laughs> open and running. Um... But i don't i gen i mean it is is it pay to win yes, and no depends on how far people take it really that's that's my answer
2: <laughs> yeah I think and I think the thing to keep in mind that's really important about this is like people can pay to win it most things in general, right? I think the more important mm-hmm. point is is something pay to win as it refers to what's being provided by or allowed by ashes. I think that's the more important point. Can you, can you potentially could some, it's going to happen. People are going to be selling on marketplaces to buy gold. People just do it. It may not be okay. It might be against the terms of service. People are still going to do that stuff, right? It's the nature of the beast. This is industry that has been around for a long time and people have made money in this way, real life money this way for a long time, right? Not condoning it. It's just a fact. But I think the more important point is does Intrepid Studios allow there to be something that they're condoning within their their domain of what they have control over and as long as the answer is no which they are hard no against then then they're in the green they're in the clear and it's just stuff man like people are still in game and i i saw comments in chat too about if if you're earning your stuff in game and you're spending that to get somebody to run you i mean that's different man that's that's literally in-game opportunity man people are gonna people are gonna do it and um i see you Faisal. you think i don't see your comments in chat as i'm sitting here talking like i'm not paying attention like i can't multitask huh I have a little conversation there murder bunny you might want to simmer down a little bit put the murder bunny teeth away what is going on i see you huh i see
1: uh, no you don't yeah i see you <laughs>
2: uh, look check it out you guys we got a Wait, what are you guys literally in chat like conspiring against <laughs> me right now? What's actually happening? Oh my, I'm going to go back and pay close attention. I see you guys. I'm going to make notes. I'm making my notes. Don't think because you post that lin- ninja looter sim emote in chat that in some way that's going to change that. I saw that anyway, it's fine. It's fine. I'll, I'll handle this after the show, you guys and gals. Here we go. Half tilt too? What's really going on? I mean, Daedalus, you want to chime in on this? You traders, huh? Traders among us here. Oh, <laughs> I'm just just thinking about it. I'm trying to think of <laughs> <you? creating> here. <laughs>
3: it's
2: all good. I'm just I'm just I'm just kidding. Or am I? Anyway. Oh. Quality of life features, bulletin boards. I think another thing to be <laughs> to be cautious about. And ashes is one thing i thought about i kind of wanted to brainstorm on this a little bit and then ask a final question we'll kind of be winding this one down today y'all but bulletin boards something that we know you can interact with at taverns right now there's a specific element to bulletin boards that as i was yes yes i was doing work on the hq as promised working on all of our pages getting the information together and i i actually looked at quest sponsorship can, Players can sponsor quests on a bulletin board. Okay. So you can go to a bulletin board at a tavern, sponsor a quest, which is similar to what? It, it, looking for group a little bit, right? So it's one of those things that when I saw that, I was like, you know, I don't really think it's something to be worried about right now, but I think it's to be very interesting to see how they go about doing that so it doesn't feel like you're queuing. So I think make sure you just don't queue in, and as opposed to that, you just find the person you contact. You know, like you whisper them, or or maybe you click on the bulletin board, and it's like, um, Samorg is putting together, a sponsoring request to go kill, um, the Lord of Sandals or something like that. I'm sorry, I didn't mean that. I meant, um, the Brood Mother, right? The Brood Brood Mother. That's what I meant. The Brood Mother. Yeah, the Brood Mother. We'll go with that. We'll go with that. It's it's a monster of sorts. Yes the brood mother he's putting together he's sponsoring a quest to kill the brood mother in game and if you want to join him click on this button and the click on the button maybe it just like whispers the person um or maybe you know something of that nature i think where would you want to draw the line on this on this sort of dynamic in a tavern so that it didn't represent an lfg looking for group sort of mechanism in a game did you guys have any thoughts about that
0: I just saw some great ideas in chat, and I I agree with that. As long as it doesn't essentially trivialize travel, um, I think it's fine. So it doesn't, like, teleport you to a dungeon. I mean, you still have to kind of go and, you know, find something. And and I think the way they're setting taverns up, it's really Mm -hmm. focused on the local area anyway. Um, So it's not something that's like, okay, I'm, you know, in node A, and I need to go to node right. Z to actually like help this guy. Yeah. It give, gives you like kind of a local view. Yeah. I, I think that'll be fine. I don't, exactly. mm-hmm. I, don't, yeah. I don't see this as exactly. I don't, I don't see this as uh as an issue from a um, I guess LFG standpoint Um, because it, it makes it very active versus passive. Like I'm going in queuing for something, doing other things until the queue pops. And then I get ported to the instance. There's no, like and there there's no travel to it so i would expect that would um that no. would be where you i would draw the line as long as it doesn't right. tra- trivialize realize travel mm, or agree. anything of that nature
2: yeah i think to clarify too before we continue yes that is regionalized so when you're interacting with a with a bulletin board like that's only available it's only supposed to be available to that region within that like potentially zone of influence we're talking about where the tavern's at
3: so yeah go ahead, go ahead that. yeah i i think it's a great uh, idea to have a tavern or sorry a bulletin board at the tavern May- maybe it's not even a shared bulletin board between taverns in that node it could just be for that one so, tavern yeah. whether it's a freehold or wherever it drives community and it drives commune to that tavern, to that establishment. You're gonna get a grouping of people there. Um naturally, you know, you might see player stalls erupt in that area as well, starting to sell stuff. And next thing you know, you've got a little hub. I agree. It definitely cannot influence travel. It cannot compromise the game's current stance on fast travel or anything like that. It would be neat if it, it if you signed up for it right so somebody puts up uh hey i'm looking for people to go help me do this you're you're sitting there reading through some of the notices on the board and like oh yeah i want i need to do that or i want to go do that so you put your name on there and then maybe it creates like a little dialogue window a party chat yeah. if you will that could be a pop-out that anybody that's registered can then talk to because i, I don't know if you're going to put a time limit on on these notices on the on mm-hmm. the board or if if the person who posted it logs out, then it's gone. Um, after five minutes of them being logged out, then it disappears, or, or how that's going to work exactly. So you don't have irrelevant relevant things up there cluttering it. But something to allow pe- the folks that have now registered for it to, c- to communicate with each other. And then it's up to them wherever they are in the world to run to the common point that they need to go to to complete the objective. It's if they've now spread themselves out way thin and you got to wait an hour for someone to show up, it, bye, <laughs> we'll get somebody else in here before you get here. So I think that's going to be really important to have unless there is going to be like a looking for group type chat or or a global chat window that at least spans a node or a zone of influence where people can just mm-hmm. type a message to look for a group and then invite to their group from there something like this is going to be absolutely necessary. If if you're just standing in the middle of town doing a slash yell to try to get people for your group, that is uh, boring as fuck. If you have to wait for <laughs> half an hour to find a group and you've only got an hour to play, you know, right. that, that's, yeah. there has to be a bit of respect for people's time True. in that aspect. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. So helping to facilitate the communication moreover is the goal. I think that would be a good idea too. What you murder bunny? You have some thoughts on this?
1: Um, no idea. It's fine. <laughs> how about, how about... is it's, it's it's just that like thinking of it, you don't want to to be like other MMOs, and you want it to be ashes special, and it's very hard to come up with ideas. Like uh, Half Third has a real, like that's a great idea, like uh, but how are you gonna like do it? I have no idea. <laughs> You know what i mean right uh, it's just it's, it's mind-boggling i don't know you gotta think yeah. about it more
3: i don't know it's something they need to reinvent the wheel on right it, it's no, there, there's, there's, there's been They're a different. ton of iterations of mm-hmm. looking for groups um I, I i know the looking for group that we're all kind of thinking about what we don't want it to be is what wow has become right. where you just sit around, wait for your queue to pop, click the button and you're ported to wherever it is that you need to be, do your thing. And then you go back mm-hmm. to town. That That's is, ex- there, there's no immersion in that. Um, I, I like it's something that Ventherian said in chat about having an active timer on it or a start time. Yeah. And you put like a two hour countdown or one hour countdown or whatever, and it pops your board, your message comes off the board. And if everybody's there who signed up for it, now you go off and
2: do your thing. Yeah. I kind of feel like that's mm. gonna moreover be for groups that are trying to fill, or probably like the players that maybe don't have communities, which is you know, where I say that virtue is a guild and ashes of creation, it's also a community-based guild and we're recruiting. So if you're interested to have Wizzy McNasty or Emerson in, in our uh, Discord. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> when you run the podcast, you can do that shit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Been, I think that's going to yeah. be a
3: huge thing too, though, is uh, <laughs> having guild recruitment posters yes. on, on on those same message boards. That's that's the ultimate goal, right? Is the Love whole point it. of these message boards to find groups is because you're not yeah. finding that group within the guild. Whether your guild's busy, out, out-leveled you, you've out-leveled them, or they're just not online, or you're not in a guild, mm-hmm. have those guild recruitment messages there in a place for that, that it's a, a more permanent is going to be really important. And you can put details about the kind of guild you are, the kind of community you are, what you're yeah. looking for, you know, to, to, thing, things like that.
1: To add to that, put, make multiple, not just one, in one location so you don't get bombarded by people and player collision and you can't actually access the void.
2: <laughs> oh uh, my gosh, dude. Do you see that? Oh man, my own, my own freaking community members, man. Yeah, I can see it now come join virtue home of the master ninja looter It's not true what about quality of life features this is our <laughs> final final one quality of life features i think of now some people will say quality of life features are i i think of a really important one this is one they've talked about having is ui customization in the game you don't need an add-on no add-ons in this game As a result, they're going to ensure that, like, you can move your UI around, you can scale it, perhaps you can change things, put them different places like that for me is a quality of life feature, Um, you know, things like um, like that, like I think in game text that pops for damage and stuff. So you can kind of monitor your crits and things in that nature damage on players. Um, I think Mm. being able to toggle nameplates on certain things is a quality of life feature Um, player inspection was one someone brought up. I don't know if I'd really want that actually. But I think people might be torn on that. Would you want player inspection or yay or nay? And either way, what are some ideas of quality of life features you'd like?
3: Player inspection for me is if it's questioned, it needs to be up to the person to allow themselves to be inspected. It should be a menu option that you can choose if you want people to inspect you or not. Maybe it defaults to yes. I don't care. Mm-hmm. But either that, because because there's no factions in this game. Right. right? So you never know who your friends and allies are, and that's my only reservation with this. And I already have concerns about the amount of icons that are going to give out character information to potential attackers to you. Mm, true. So they, it really gives a lot of uh, potential to pick and choose your battles when you're a bit of a, 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 a ganker or whatever. Um You know, so maybe maybe it's always open to guilds or people that you friended can can inspect each other, but to go up and just inspect some random person, maybe not. Maybe you can be like, "Hey, can I inspect you?" And then they can go turn it on in their UI because it's like, "Hey, I really want to see your sword and your shield, man. Like that thing's got a wicked glow to it. Who'd you kill for that?" Or or what?
2: Or what? Yeah, who or what? And I mean, there's also like the element of uh, that they talked about how if you see someone like cosmetics for example right someone could be wearing a cosmetic you don't even know what they're wearing but they they talked about there being like buff like buffs on the player for example that would show like maybe they're wearing heavy armor medium or something like that so i think a combination that could be good too but what you guys uh, did last um i think i should go
0: ahead i mean i think (laughs) (laughs) i think friends list features would be good like and again i don't just mean like an ability to add or remove people, um, you know, ability to ignore, ability to, you know, put notes. I mean, just kind of things that help you kind of manage, you know, people you're playing with um, in in a like easy way. Being able to, um, you know, after a dungeon is ended, maybe kind of having some prompts to, you know, add people to your friends list or at least show you who you've recently played with. I think those are just kind of some nice to haves that would be just really good for me just from a social aspect and i think we talked about it in the past like just having really good strong kind of guild type of management things i think would be good too um quality of life for me as well like with freehold and economy being such a kind of a huge deal i would want to be able to kind of have a good way to interact with those systems so it's you know user friendly and i don't necessarily you know need to kind of get into um almost too many options i want it to be kind of pretty straightforward and intuitive those would be kind of my things that you you know in addition to what you already mentioned
2: yeah i think what mel is saying like she wouldn't want people that's kind of an invasion of privacy to a certain degree too like you don't want people knowing that information just randomly because i think you know about like ganking and things of that nature i think if you allow someone to like you send them a request or you flip it on or you you know maybe you like toggle something or you just like you know send them you know like an inspect you could click on the character and go allow to inspect and then they can inspect you you know mm. and to, something like that would be cool but i think i think i'm kind of like on the fence on that because it's like in some regard you don't really want that to be able to be the case uh but in other regards if you're bringing somebody into your group you want to make sure they're also going to be up to the that they have what it takes and if you don't have any way to gauge them well then like you know should there be a way to gauge them and what should that be and i think that's uh definitely going to be an element that could potentially be challenging in ashes because with no add-ons i think not so much for like my own community, right? For when we do raids and stuff, that's not really going to be an issue because we're going to know how we're geared. Um, we're going to be doing the content together and everything. But I think when you think of pugging groups, putting together random groups and you have people that you don't even know, you, I still think it's important that that community element is a, is able to thrive and things like this can be beneficial. But I don't think you want that to be. Obviously, it's not going to be add on related. Uh, I think you want it to be enough to know, but not a, not enough to where you can just completely judge a person and be like, no, you don't have this because we only want someone bringing this. Like you're going to have that kind of elitist element playing out to where you have groups that form. And this is always an issue for me. It's like you jump into a pug group. You, you guys know what I'm talking about. You get those groups that, that roll and expansion happens. People are like, you got to have ahead of the curve and this fucking guy doesn't even have it anyway. Right because they're just looking to get carried. They want people who've got the the damage and stuff like that to carry them. So that is an interesting and tricky dynamic to address as a developer. And it is definitely going to be one that's going to exist. So I think it's going to be interesting if they even do anything to allow certain features to exist so that players who do pug can have some sort of. uh, I don't know, sort of sort of weigh in on who they bring. Um, But anyway, that my friends is they say is that that's the end of today's podcast i know mm-hmm. nope don't get sad everybody i know you guys are gonna be so sad guys and gals are gonna be so sad to like not see us for a whole week i know on the inside i'm already crying friends but we will no worries, Sam. Persevere. after the
1: show we're gonna start debating on uh, how much that's enough uh, we're gonna pay to kill you <laughs> that's
2: enough in game right murder bunny anyway
1: <laughs> yes <laughs> fine. bring it many have
2: tried and failed someone's gonna totally like i'm so getting stream sniped one day it's not even funny it's so happening we know it everybody thanks mm-hmm. for hanging out with us much love man And as always you guys go ahead and shout out your domains where you reign and where they can find you when you're not on this show
0: uh, you can find me on twitter at the ashen herald and on youtube youtube.com slash c slash the ashen herald
3: nice
1: Uh, oh, you right. can f- yeah. Okay. I just forgot about my. my, my <laughs> He's like,
3: "Can you interrupt any
2: more a phase will it ever be any more awkward than you are currently?" I don't
1: know, Sim.
2: <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's okay. Much love, dude. Uh, all right. Half tilt next.
3: <laughs> all right. You can find me on Twitter at <laughs> half underscore tilt, twitch.com slash half tilt gamer, or <laughs> YouTube dot com slash half tilt gamer. Oh, gosh. Basil, I'm just going to do it this way. Next time it make here it for you.
1: you guys can find me on basil 108 on Twitch and on Twitter as Bagel 108.
2: Oh man, much love. Yo, I love it. So it's a good time. We're going to have a we're going to have a full house next time. Y'all we're going to have five on for the next three weeks if things go according to plan. So Buckle up because it looks like we're going to probably be bringing on guests pretty regularly. I'm I've got to slot it out for guests for about the next four weeks, I believe. And and, nice. and more. So, yeah, we're just going to keep rotating community members, past, present and in the near future. So might be the end of today's show, everybody. But, uh, you know, whether you catch us here live, watch us on YouTube or, you know, tune into the podcast places. Remember, when you contribute your time, you listen, you're here. And you contribute you to are an ashes pathfinder we have a whole lot of love for you for intrepid studios and until next time my friends live your best lives walk in the light and have a great night we'll see you real soon everybody Good night
0: stay, stay safe everyone. guys Bye. take
3: care